something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studio Home of the premier radio bowling talk show PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson was instrumental in developing the PBA Lane Maintenance Program in 1971, which is still referred to today. He was a founding member of the Bowling Foundation, which was created to finding solutions to scoring issues in bowling. He was also a recipient of the Bowling Industry's Flowers for the Living Award and the John Davis Award in recognition for his contributions to this great sport. And with over 1,200 shows spanning 21 years, this may be the longest-running podcast in human history. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world for all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kaggle company. So go to kaggle.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week's guest has been on our show many times before, and believe me, he is a man who has done it all. For about 20 years, he was a popular Cleveland, Ohio radio personality, and then for over 35 years, he was a small business owner and he still bowls in PBA events as a 20-year member. He's a former PBA Central Region Manager who took over for the late great Dan Ottman back in 2004. And he's also an author of his autobiographical book called I'm Feeling Almost Famous. And now he has others that we'll be talking about later, but he also created multiple PBA regional tournaments, knees bowled in well over 200 PBA events in his career, which is somewhat amazing in itself because he didn't even join the PBA till he was in his mid 40s. In his last appearance on Phantom Radio, we want to welcome him back uh, since 19, since 2004. I've called him the communicator because he always says it like it is, and I appreciate that, and his voice is great. So here's the Z-Man, Gary Zwazinski. Hello, Gary, and welcome back to the show, my friend. Uh, now the show's going to have to end. It's nice to talk to you, Lenny, but thanks for the introduction. Now we're done, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be honest with you, I cut a few things out because I, I don't want to run out of time like we usually do because I got a lot of things to talk about for you this week. And, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us again on Phantom Radio. And you've been through all this before. You know that I always have a lot of questions for you, so... Are you ready for this? I sure am, Phantom. And, uh, you know, this is my 11th time on with you, so let's fire it up. Wow. Fantastic. I haven't kept track of that, but uh, actually I'll make you be in fourth place. There's three guys ahead of you, uh, Jim Dressel, Larry Lickstein, 
And I'm trying to think who the other one was right now. Uh, Dressel, Lipstein, man, I, I'll have it. I'll, I'll figure it out later. Anyway, <laughs> you are one of my most popular guests, just so you know that. But anyway, Bards, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. So how you doing? You all right physically? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm hanging in there. I haven't thrown a bowling ball in two and a half months. I've got a little shoulder issue going on. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, the fingers still are typing on the keys. I'm in the middle of book number 70, so I'm still rolling along. <laughs> you know, it's ironic that you mentioned that because I just got a notice uh, yesterday, I guess it was, or the day before, about the new editions you've got that's coming out. And uh, you said 70 books. <laughs> Unbelievable. How can our listeners contact you to get a hold of these books? Well, I'll tell you, it's real easy. Uh, it's a long name, but uh, um, with my last name, it's, everything's a long name. Uh, my website is ZmanAlmostFamous.com. ZmanAlmostFamous.com. That's where we sell our books. That's the only place I sell my books. They're all uh, G-rated romance novels and uh, very similar like Hallmark movie type things. And uh, we've got most of them on there. Some of them are still in editing, but uh, yeah, that's what's kept me busy since I retired back in 2014 from the real working world. Unbelievable, 70 books. I've done two books, and I don't know how you find the time to do that, my friend, but uh, I know they're exciting. They're, my son reads every one. I know you've sent me a few, and I think he's ordered a couple. I'm not really sure, but he reads them all. He's a romance kind of a guy. He says they're awesome. But, uh, you know, when we started this show back in 2002, uh, John Davis wanted us to pass along knowledge and information. And when you were coming up, uh, one of the things that our listeners like are bowling tips, because we have a bowling audience, obviously. And every time I have a pro bowler on here or somebody that knows a lot about bowling, I ask them, what was the greatest tip you ever got by from anybody? And if that, if it's still the same tip, do you pass it out along to others? So that's your first question. Well, I'll tell you what, Lenny. I, I grew up, my, my dad passed away when I was 12, but he, he taught me the game of bowling when I was very young. And he taught me to focus on making spares, to take my time, to slow down. And a lot of guys don't do that out on tour. And I've talked to a lot of guys about, you know, getting to the line in, in rhythm and in timing. And I was helped through that in a lot of ways. Michael Haugen uh, one time taught me how to move left and, and throw right. You know, I, I was a down and in player. I didn't know how to swing the ball at all. Mitch Beasley noticed I was standing too far back. He gave me tips on moving up. And uh, somewhere over the, the period of time of bowling, I, I had backed up 18 inches on the, on the approach and was taking these big, long strides. But mostly it was going back, clear back to my dad, who just said, slow down, because I was a grab-the-ball-and-run kid. Slow down, throw the ball, let it roll, focus on your spot. And, and those are the things that I've, I've carried with me for 66 years. You know, I, I'm... I try very hard to bowl in rhythm, and I've done that with a lot of people. I've, there, there have been many times when I've, I've done some coaching and stuff when uh, I get people that either run to the line or they walk real slow, and I tell them in your head, uh, and this is what my dad taught me, in your head, one, two, three, four, as you're walking to the line. 
get into a rhythm, get into a pace, and do it the same every time. You know, that's a fantastic tip. Um, I, I've played some golf over the years, and it always amazed me how these guys can hit it so far. And it's all about rhythm and timing and tempo. It, it's not how big and strong you are. It's all that timing and rhythm, just like you said. Same thing with golf, that swing. Uh, you get all your power from your legs. And if you're in a hurry to get to the foul line, you're in a hurry to make a mistake, usually. So that's, that's well, yeah, a- when you get to the foul line ahead of your arm, unless that's what you do every time, you're in trouble. For sure. All right. Um, as I said, we, we poll our listeners a couple times a year. And consistently, it's been the number one thing they want to know are tips. Number two, they want stories from the tour. And there's nobody better that's been around as long as you and have seen as much. Uh, I'm sure you've got a hundred stories. In fact, if you run out of novels about lovemaking and all that, I bet you could start writing some books on bowling. But do you have a good story you want to tell our our listeners? Well, I've got... A couple that I haven't told you before. Um, <laughs> one thing, going back to the tips thing, Dave Diantremont, who I traveled with, was one of the guys who really worked with me because when I went out on tour, shooting spares was so much tougher than it was, you know, in league play. And Dave was one, uh, I want to give him some credit, even though he's long gone now, but I want to give him credit because he really improved my spare shooting when we were out there. Now, other, other things that went on while I was out there, um, let's see, there's 100 stories and 98 of them I can't tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, well, I made my first finals at 54 years old with a ball that was E.J. Tackett's at one time. Wow. And, and ironically, <laughs> uh, I qualified like fourth, and the next morning I draw Chris Lowshutter in the first game, and E.J. Tackett in round two. Thank you for playing. <laughs> it was it was not a good morning for me, but at least it was fun because I, uh, you know, I I waited all that time, and when I finally made it, it was it was just a blast. Um, my tour career was full of oddities. I mean, I I threw seventeen strikes in a row in Richmond, Indiana, and did not shoot three hundred. <laughs> the last nine, the front eight. Thanks for playing. And uh, Ted Hannes and I. Old Ted and I, we led after four games, and it was a split house, 12 and 12 on each side. And uh, we went over to the other side, and I think we averaged just a little over 168, and we didn't even get a check. That's how different one side was from the other. But, yeah, I threw 17 strikes in a row, no 300. I had a Verapapa 300, but I didn't have 300. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, I had one tournament in, in Terre Haute, Indiana. I, uh, it was the best tournament I ever had. And everybody's congratulating me making that. They thought I made my first finals then. And uh, I shoot 233 the last game, and I still get beat by eight pins and get knocked out of the finals. Then on my way home, I get on I-70 eastbound out of Terre Haute heading back for Ohio, and uh, there's a jackknife truck, and we parked for over two hours. I sat on the hood of my car hot as a pistol from missing the cut and then hotter as a pistol because we weren't going anywhere. It was not a fun ride home. But no matter what happened out there, I loved, good or bad, I loved being out on tour. Uh, at 21 years old, I had my first shot to go out on tour, and I broke my right hand. Four days after I got the cast off, I shattered my right hand because it wasn't healed right. And I had a guy that was ready to put me out on tour back then. I had to wait 23 years for my second chance until I was 44 years old. 
And when I got my second chance, I took it. I loved every minute of it, good or bad. I bowled 224 tournaments, and I only finished last once, which wasn't <laughs> bad for which wasn't bad for an old man bowling uh, yeah. in the kids' version of, of the PBA. But no, that was that was a blast for me. I mean, I don't care. Even if I still go shoot up now once in a while, I still get the butterflies and I still get the adrenaline when I get in there and and get up on the approach and start start to throw the ball. I love the game. I've always loved the game. And if the PBA doesn't mess it up completely, it'll be around for a long, long time. <laughs> I hope so, too. You know, I do remember you talking in an earlier show about uh, busting up your hand, and, and that had to set you back. Uh, does that hand still bother you when the weather changes or anything like that? Uh, it does. I broke it. When I broke it, I broke it. Um, well, first of all, back in the day, I came out of college as a police science major, and um, I was working, wearing a badge, and we got into a scuffle with somebody, and I uh, broke it, not on him, but on the board next to him, uh, the outside of the little finger, the bone down the down the fifth metacarpal. And um, uh, I got it off, got the cast off, and it shattered it the second time, and I was I didn't touch a ball for four years. I was scared to death because you had the, back then you had the old, you know, bury your fingers in and stretch to your thumb hole for the fingertip. And um, that hurt pretty bad. But as I've gotten older, yeah, I can pretty much tell you when rain's coming. It it, it will uh, bark. I still don't have full feeling in the little finger either because I think it, it uh, I don't know what it did, but it, it doesn't leave me with full feeling in that finger. You know, I think God uh, does that to uh, make you remember the old times when you did get hurt. Because I remember I broke my ankle in high school, and that was back in 1957, I think it was. And I can tell you three days in advance when it's going to rain. Um, it's yep. amazing uh, how that yep, works. I, uh, you know, that's the uh, the only thing I've really broken. And um, uh, the the sad part was I was 21 years old. Uh, back in the days when you had to go to tour school, yeah, you remember those days. And I had a guy who had money in a bank account to send me out because um, I'm going to sound real cocky, but back when I was a kid, I was pretty good. <laughs> you give me wooden lanes, and and, and you know I, I was extremely accurate. We talked about spares earlier. When I was a kid, I didn't miss a spare. I I just because I worked in a bowling center. I mean, I just that's. I would stand there all day and, and shoot 10 pins and people would try to figure out why I'm I'm shooting an 84 game or something. I said, you're not even watching what I'm doing. All I'm doing is shooting 10 pins, shooting 10 pins. So, uh, you know, it, it has been an interesting career for me bowling wise, but I had to wait 23 years. You know, I, I once my hand was okay, you know, life happens. I, you know, I got married. I had a job. I had a business to run bills to pay, uh, a daughter to raise. So when my chance came at 44 years old, I jumped on it. I mean, I jumped all over that. And I bowled every tournament up until when Dan Ottman passed away. And then I became regional manager. Yep. And I did that for 19 months. And um, frankly, uh, I loved running the tournaments. I didn't really care so much for the corporate part of it. And um, I just decided uh, at one point that uh, I had – a point in my life when I wanted to have a little more enjoyment, I just went back to bowling. You know, I I I had that job. I actually left it five times. I'll never go back because I'm getting too old. But 
I loved it because of the camaraderie of all the guys. Uh, you know, you had so much fun out there. It was serious when you were bowling, but then you had a lot of off time and, and you found interesting things to do. And I'm very fortunate to go on the tour and see all the major places, you know, Madison Square Garden, the Astrodome, you know, everything around the country. And we had good times. We went to the movies. We saw every modern movie that came out. There were things to do, playing cards. And still, I got lifelong friends, the ones that are still alive anyway. But uh, uh, can, you measure, can you remember any special time that you went to anything when we were on the tour? With one of your buddies? Um, well, you know, uh, Deion Tremont and I traveled together, so we kind of hung out together. But with Dave, it always meant a, a trip to the Best Buy to see what movies. He was a movie buff. <laughs> when he passed away, uh, I've talked to his wife several times. We have dinner with her. They, He didn't live far from me. And um, she, the, he had hundreds of movies. Oh. He was, he, he was into – but he w wasn't into going to the theater. But he had just – piles and boxes and boxes of uh, clear back to the VHS tapes and then the, the digital stuff. And um, But as far as on the road, you know, I went out, I kind of did my thing and I, I went out to dinner with a lot of guys. I, we had a lot of fun that way, but I pretty much went back to the room and nursed uh, my aching uh, knees and my aching uh, ankle because <laughs> I had some leg issues. But um, no, but there, there are, you mentioned making friends out there. I've got friends that uh, um, I will have forever that uh, even if I don't bowl, I know the one guy I haven't bowled with, and I haven't even seen him, but we talk on the phone all the time, and his wife was just in a really bad car accident, and we've been in, in contact a lot. Riga Kalfas, who has 16 regional titles, by the way. Oh, yeah, and, uh, I remember him. And, yeah. he, and he made one TV show against his idol, Parker Bone, and, you know, unfortunately that didn't go well for him. But um, his wife was in a, a head-on collision in Georgia um, and um, has uh, been getting better, and we want to wish her well. Um, get, get well, Shelly. And um, it just uh, – uh, those kind of guys, he and, and some of the other guys, there used to be a group of seven of us that after we would bowl, we'd all go to, to a restaurant and sit down and eat and joke and f have fun and, and, and whatever. And then uh, the girls, the wives or whatever, the girlfriends would all want to go to the mall. And, um, you know, we'd all kind of do that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you make friendships out there that, that stay forever and ever and ever. Uh, you know, I, 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 there are guys, there are three guys I can tell you right now that probably will never bowl again. And I, you know, when I'm done bowling, we still talk all the time. We don't have to be at the bowling tournament to be friends. No, you know, uh, one of my roommates back in the day was Jim Godman and, uh, he's passed away too, but I'm still in touch with his wife, Joyce. Uh, they lived in Lorraine, Ohio. I'm sure you remember Jim. Oh, <laughs> oh, I remember Jim. Um, I, I, I was a, I was a cocky kid and Jim had won three tournament champions. I think it was, and I didn't really care. And, uh, he came and subbed in our league, our classic league one night. And I was just kind of like going yeah, so what, who cares? And, uh, so they put me up against him and Jim had had a few cocktails and was really ready to go. And I shoot six forty. Eight, I think I shot 648 that night, and I lost by 120 pence. <laughs> <laughs> and as he walked by me, he looked at me and said, uh, catch you next time, Sonny. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah, was... I got, I got, I mean, I, 
I thought I was going pretty good, but I didn't have a prayer. I mean, he got locked in on a league shot, you know, and just tore it up. But yeah, I, uh, I know I, I knew Jim briefly, and uh, I, I just, you know, the people I've been around. You know, you talk about places you got to go. For me, it was the people I got to meet. You know, Dick Weber, Mark Roth, um, Johnny Petraglia. Uh, the list goes on and on of, of the guys that I got fortunate enough to meet. A lot of them through hanging around with Dave DeAntremont, but it, it was um, it was a dream come true for me. Uh, I dreamed of it. My dad and I watched uh, the Pro Bowlers Tour every Saturday. Uh, I bowl little uh, junior leagues in the morning. Then we would uh, watch the Pro Bowlers Tour in the afternoon, and then we'd run down to a little bowling center that recently burned down here near me in Ohio. And I bowl. It was three games for a buck, and um, that's where I beat my dad the one and only time in my life, one sixty one to one forty nine. <laughs> and uh, uh, but but seeing those guys and then being able to go out there and actually bowl with some of them on the senior tour and stuff, uh, that was better to me than anything I can think of. To the fact that I actually got to bowl with Don Johnson, uh, who was my idol, and then then I when I was regional manager, uh, I didn't realize Jimmy Johnson was his son yeah. initially. It right. didn't register. <clears throat> when Jimmy found out that I was a, a huge fan of his dad after he passed away, uh, I went to a tournament in, uh, we were doing a tournament in Parkersburg, West Virginia. <clears throat> and um, Jimmy came in and says, hey, I got something for you. Come out to the car with me. And I went out to the car and uh, it's hanging in my office right now. He gave me one of his dad's bowling shirts. Oh, wow. And, and a packet with, uh, when da- Don used to run the um, uh, his his uh, training session down in Columbus. And a canceled check for that Don had paid uh, for like six PBA tournaments. And he gave me the canceled check for that. And, and he says, I know you'll appreciate that. That is hanging in my office right now. And I also have one, and I have a DeAntremont shirt hanging next to it. But uh, the Don, Don, Don Johnson shirt just was a, a treasure to me. Um, I remember meeting him, and it was one of those deals where I shook hands with him. Yeah. And I kept shaking hands with him. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and he's kind of going, okay, we're going to bowl now, and I'm still shaking hands with him. I mean, I was in such awe of of you know, meeting my idol. And I had just shot, it was a pro-am and I was just a pro-ammer then. I wasn't a bowler and I was just a kid bowling pro-am. I had shot 249. And then when I bowled with Don, I shot 146 because I just, (laughs) I was just in awe of, of sitting there with this guy that I had watched on television and you know, all that. It it was, it was what a blast that was. Oh boy. All right. I got to make a mention here of this, uh, junior bowling club that we started back in March. We got 97 members now, and uh, we, we don't charge them a penny. All we want to do is give them some exposure, and I mention them on every show, and uh, all they got to do is sign up, and we send them a prize. Every time they mention our show, they send me an email or a text, and they say, oh, we listen to your show, we love it, or we hate it, or whatever. If they just let us know they're live out there, we'll send them another prize. So uh, we're, we're doing this uh, just for the love of the game, and we know that they're up and coming, and they're going to be our future. So we love the junior bowlers, and if you get a chance to watch them bowl tournaments, you're going to see how much talent these kids got nowadays. And uh, They can find us on Facebook. Uh, we got a Facebook Phantom Radio page on there, and all you got to do is contact us, and We'll send them out a prize. But uh, 
Before I close the show, my friend, um, I want you to give us that address again of where people can order your books. All righty, Lenny. Thanks. It's uh, ZmanAlmostFamous.com. ZmanAlmostFamous.com. The cost of the book includes shipping and handling uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, I sign them, and they're usually in the mail the same afternoon we get the orders, and we get them out to you right away. And I appreciate you give me a few minutes to mention that because, uh, you know, just like anything else, you've, you've written books. Selling books is not an easy job when you do it on your own. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. I think anybody that's ever made any money was Tom Corus when he wrote Par Bowling back about 50 years ago, I think. Uh, yeah, it's not a big money-making kind of a deal, but uh, there's a lot of readers out there, and you're not bowling books. You got to love making books, stuff like that. So that's another entity that you got that's on your side. But well, anyway, yeah, everybody out there has got to remember they have a wife, a girlfriend, a mother, and a daughter, and these books would fit them all perfectly. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a good ad, my friend. But anyway, parts, the old clock in the wall tells me we're out of time. And again, I can't believe how quickly the time flies in this show. And I want you to know I really appreciate you being on with us and give our listeners all the information that you did. I like to talk about the old days with you, and I really enjoyed talking with you, and I want to thank you again for taking the time to be here with us again, and I want you to take good care of yourself, and hopefully I'll see you again soon somewhere down the road. It's been way too long, but Phantom fans, that's going to wrap up another show for this week, and hope that you all enjoyed it. enjoyed hearing from my good buddy, the Z-Man. Gary Zawinski. And we look forward to talking to all of you again next week. We'll have yet another interesting guest to talk to. And please don't forget to tell all your friends about the show. We want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling Products and Brad Edelman from the High Roller. They've been with us ever since we started back in 2002. Also want to give a shout out to the recent Hall of Famer from Michigan, uh, Dave Kowalski, for his continued help with with our junior program and our show. So for Phantom Radio, this is a Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing well nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me, and soon I...